0: Yes, good evening, good afternoon, good morning to you wherever you're listening right around the world. Welcome to Splinters the Bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on Triple H com au or you can also download us at podcasts.com. that's podcasts plural.com. My name is Keith Topolsky and I am joined on this very special Sydney Women's T20 Grand Final Wrap Up and Highlights edition of Splinters by the voice of Triple H cricket, the Sultan Tony Dose and that was a great day. It
1: was a, a great day for for women's cricket for women's sport hello uh, Lord Mayor you may have even learned something about the noble game of cricket on the day as well but we came to David Phillips Field on Sunday high on excitement from the uh, the absolute sporting theatre total sporting theatre that uh, was witnessed 24 hours previously with the uh, WBBL Women's Big Bash League semi-finals at Des Oval and uh, we were thrilled to hear and see that three players who had busted their you-know-whats on semi-finals day at Moines last Saturday uh, were buttering up for their clubs on Sydney grade finals day just the following day they could have easily turned around and said you know what we need a rest or in the case of Sam Bates I'm too shattered with the the last heartbreak loss off the last ball for the Thunder but no to their credit they all turned out these three players uh, from semi-finals day the previous day having a look at those semi-finals that were played earlier on the Sunday morning and we have we have mm-hmm. to
0: mention that we were really hoping for these semi-final results. Well, it, it, we're, in a
1: We're way, not biased, but at the end of the day, we are in horns. In a way, we are. But uh, look, we would have been happy with any combination in the final, to be fair, being our first coverage of the Sydney Women's T20 Cup uh, Grand Final. But in the end, uh, the first semi-final was played at Cale Park in Arncliffe in Sydney South. And it was the undefeated Gordon Big Reds Blue Team, their number one team, scoring four for 115 off their 20 overs an even batting card right across the park from their top order Heather Trollope made 20. Saskia Hawley, 30-not-out off 30 balls uh, towards the end. An even bowling performance with Sharma taking 2-for-24 for the Tigers off her three, but it was a relatively slow, low pitch, which was a sign of things to come later in the day. The Sydney Tigers had one of those three players backing up from WBBL semi-finals day, and you couldn't get any bigger than one A. Healy, Alyssa Healy. There was question marks whether she would turn out, particularly the role that she played <laughs> in that semi-final win over the Melbourne Renegades but sure enough she opened the batting for her beloved Sydney Tigers and uh Gave uh, the uh, small crowd at Cale Park two of the usual, 1-4 and 1-6. Got to 15 off 10 balls and threatened in her own inimitable style that saw her win the player of the tournament in the Women's T20 World Cup in the Caribbean last November to take the match away from Gordon. She was dropped before she held out on the third man boundary to Saskia Hawley for 15. And from there, the uh, stuffing was taken right out of the Tigers. Wickets fell at regular intervals and they were Bowled out for just 82. Saskia Hawley, 4 for 12 off her four overs. That was perhaps a sign of things to come later in the day. So, when they were making their way across southern Sydney from Arncliffe towards Daceyville, the second semi final was being played at David Phillips Field, the venue for the final later in the day. And uh, Universities Blue, their number one side, the team that finished second, were taking on the Northern District Rangers, the team that finished third. And uh, uh, Universities Blue batted first and made a reasonable 4 for 110 off their 20 overs. Rachel Lee at the top uh, 44 from 45 balls and Kate Owen made 38 from 40 and they put on a good partnership uh, to maintain the university score but in the end the big guns of uh, the Rangers, Bates and Smith came to the fore in the run chase after the loss of an early wicket, Lauren Smith came in and made a superb 48 from 42 balls. Sam Bates finished the run chase off with 11-9 out at the death, finishing the match with a six. And Northern District finished at 3 for 111 at Uh, the end of the 18th over 13 balls to spare in fact in the run chase 17.5 overs so we ended up with the final that as you mentioned Keith those of us north of the the harbour perhaps even selfishly wanted we wanted a battle of the boundary road the battle of the Pacific Highway the great rivals no love lost between Gordon and Northern District and we got that even though it would have been nice to have seen the Sydney Tigers make their way into the final to see Alyssa Healy do her thing at grade level just 24 hours after having such a superb six to nine months in the green and gold and in the magenta of the Sydney Sixers. So... Uh, That took us to that grand final. When Gordon arrived, there was certainly a a sizing up of the wicket, a sizing up of uh, both uh, sides of each other. Gordon won the toss, and Hannah Trollope had no hesitation in uh, batting first. And Lord Mayor Keith, you caught up with her shortly after the coin toss and asked her what she thought of the surface. You didn't get to play on this surface
0: in your semi-final, although you did get the win. What do you think the surface is going to do out there uh, today?
2: I think uh, from the looks of it, it looks uh, pretty flat good for batting so I think uh, it was a good toss to win to get runs on the board and it's always handy come finals time but uh, we've just come from a semi-final where we've had a very slow outfield and a pitch that uh, has been quite variable and difficult to play so I think this will hopefully be a bit easier for us.
0: Do you think the transition is going to be fairly easy in terms of the short turnaround?
2: Uh, Yeah I mean it is what it is in some ways it's good to just keep the momentum going and hope the adrenaline uh, kind of keeps pulsing through everyone's veins so yeah I think I think it's going to be good.
0: Any thoughts on what a competitive score might be?
2: Uh, Look, I think ideally, you know, 150 is very good. Probably 140 would be pretty competitive. So, yeah, I think 140 would be good.
0: What was the feeling like knowing that you were going to be playing in a derby?
2: Uh, Pretty exciting. I mean, we played these guys, um, I think, just before the Christmas break. And they, they've they got some very, very good players. So it's exciting. We know it's, we've got uh, a tough match for us uh, coming up. But uh, we know that if we win, we'll have definitely deserved it. So it's exciting. Yeah.
1: Well, in the end, Gordon uh, made a reasonable fist of... Uh proceedings uh, batting first in this grand final. They made 6 for 100 off their 20 overs on the back of a tremendous opening partnership between Trollope and Heidi Cheadle. 55 for the opening wicket in just on 10 overs at that point. It looked as though that Gordon were going to set anything uh, for the Northern District Rangers. But the Rangers slowly but surely pegged it back in the second half of the Big Reds innings. And Annabelle Hutt, the surprise sixth bowler used, uh, came on in the death overs and bowled superbly to take three for 13 from her three overs. Smith showed all of her experience. She didn't bowl the previous day in the semi-final, but showed that she is ready if uh, called upon in the grand final of the the WBBL next Saturday with 2 for 20 from her 4 overs. Here's Lauren Smith again now at bounding approach. Bowls, and this one is lofted in the air, down the ground towards wide, Lauren. That's the first maximum of the grand final. Both arms go up in the air from Russell Miles and that one was just tossed up uh, above the eye line. and for a a batter of Hannah Trollope's capabilities and calibre, that was too much of a temptation. Got to the pitch of the ball. May have been beaten in flight, but she went through with the stroke and cleared deep mid-wicket comfortably into the practice nets for a maximum. Next delivery is pulled away by Cheadle and on the bounce, almost six actually. One bounce just inside the rope on that very short uh, uh, eastern side of the ground on one knee from Heidi Cheadle, picks herself up a boundary. Her first for the day. She goes to 10. No wicket for 28. That was almost six, and it was nothing more than a tug pull around the corner.
3: Well, it was a good piece of work getting down the wicket. Almost almost took a um, catch there by square leg. Next but delivery, down
1: on one knee. High, wide and handsome and that's cleared the fielder. A deep midwicket on the short side of the ground for a maximum. Michaela Turek relieving Tegan Kavanaugh from this uh, uh, Daceyville end. Bowling right arm leg spin and bowls first ball to Hamlet Trollope who drives and drives majestically out through the covers for four. Beats the dive of Lauren Smith on the edge of the circle at wide extra cover. And now this much-vaunted Gordon opening pair hitting their stride. Here he comes in again From no more than about three paces Bowls this time to Cheadle Who sweeps And sweeps beautifully Pass short Fine leg Out to the boundary For four Down on one knee That's the best shot that probably Heidi Cheadle's played and she goes to 22. So Gordon in the end made that 6 for 100 off their 20 overs and Heidi Cheadle was the backbone of that innings. 40 from 45 balls faced with two fours and 1 6. Uh, with the wicket keeping as the extra string to the bow she has been one of the most consistent performers in Sydney women's grade cricket for some time and she is knocking on the door of a WBBL contract for someone somewhere in the country over the next uh, couple of years. She did however... Live a charmed life at times. Tegan Kavanagh again comes in now, bowls to Heidi Cheadle, who sweeps in the air. Pie getting in underneath it, puts the catch down. It was a very difficult attempt at deep mid wicket. Cheadle frustrated. She allowed her frustrations to get the better of her. Yes, she did live a charmed life, and uh, she did make uh, some key runs towards the back end of that innings, particularly as she was doing it virtually on one leg. She uh, re aggravated a shin strain that she copped in the semi final earlier in the day over at Cale Park but uh, in the end Northern District did well to restrict Gordon to that 6 for 100 and uh, well Annabelle Hutt the youngster was brought in as the 6th bowler to bowl the death overs a lot to ask of a youngster in a, in a final but she stood up remarkably well and took uh, 3 key wickets including that of Cheadle towards the death to finish with her 3 for 13 from her 3 overs and uh, Keith you caught up with the youngster young Annabelle Hutt, uh, after the uh, Gordon Innings, to ask how she felt out there. Three for 13, not a bad effort in a final.
4: Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed bowling out there.
0: What did you see the pitch doing? Was it working for you, or were you you simply hitting some cracks, or was the ball working Um, for you?
4: I just decided to take the pace off the ball a bit because the batters were hitting it really well, so I was trying just to hit my spots and not get it in short or anything.
0: Three for thirteen in the finals, obviously great, but for a derby, it's got to be extra satisfying.
4: Yeah, very. It was very satisfying. I, I loved it.
0: <laughs> do you think you can defend the total given what the pitch is doing at the moment?
4: Yeah, I think our batters will do a good job. I think, I think we can do it.
1: She certainly is an outstanding prospect, Annabelle Hut. Uh, for someone so uh, tender of years, she does have a future, perhaps at higher level. WBBL, maybe somewhere down the track. I do know, Keith, that the Northern Districts hierarchy, do rate her very highly. I
0: can I can certainly see why and she was a little bit reluctant to agree to the interview first up but as the interview went on, as you could hear in her voice, she did settle into it quite well and if she can settle into a wicket that ugly as quickly as she settled into the interview, then she
1: certainly has a very bright future. Alright, let's go back to the rest of the highlights of the Gordon Innings. Smith's next delivery to Trollope is wrapped on the pad, confident pill and given out LBW! There's the first wicket of this grand fight and Lauren Smith strikes the first blow Hutt's next delivery to Hawley Who's uh, lofted straight up in the air This will be out And is caught at backward point point. And uh, that was just the pressure Too much for Saskia Hawley Walking down the wicket to Annabelle Hutt Looking to whip away to that short boundary on the lead side And got the top edge Went straight up in the air Spooned in the air And an easy catch at backward point Turek's next delivery is lofted In the air uh, from uh, Anneveld, Gemma Astley comes around and puts the catch down at deep mid wickets. Again, that bobbled up in the air for a long, long time. It got caught by the uh, south easterly breeze. You can hear in the effects, Mike and Charlotte Annabelle that was nothing more than a gentle push straight up in the air Gemma Astley again had to make a good 25 metres to it from her position on the rope at deep mid wicket Annabelle Hutz first over one for two she's going to be uh, continued again from the golf course or Lakes Golf Club end to bowl her second over the youngster and uh, she'll be bowling to the classy, experienced Charlotte Annabelle she comes in now and bowls and Annabelle is driving back to the bowler in her follow through oh, she's caught and bowled as easy as you like Annabelle Hutt just like shelling peas has just uh, gone down low and just plucked the return catch two inches above the ground in her follow through, what a double strike this has been. here's Annabelle Hutt to bowl her third over, she comes in now and bowls to Cheadle, Cheadle walks down the look and and stopped stopped at the striker's end Heidi Cheadle's frustration's got the bed over she came down the wicket to Annabelle Hutt beaten outside the off stump and Tilly Lake had the bails off in a flash and Heidi Cheadle's been caught short of her ground Smith comes in again now and bowls down the leg side and a pauper taken the top of middle and leg stumps down the wicket came Isabella Fitzgibbon attempted a pull shot and she's lost her middle and leg stumps put the top the leg bail. Down the wicket. Not even a need for the leg to pull the bails off. And it's a fifth Gordon wicket that falls. Isabella Fitzgibbon has to go. bowled by Lauren Smith. Bates wastes no time, left arm around the wicket, bowls to Shannon Heath who pulls this one in the air, down on one knee, superbly timed and placed stroke, finds the gap between deep backwards square and deep mid wicket for a badly needed boundary. Last ball of the innings, Sam Bates left arm around the wicket, bowls to McClellan, pulled away, straight back to the bowler who runs the non-striker out at the non-striker's end, Shannon Heath to close down the innings. So there it is. Gordon finishing on six for 100 off their 20 overs. The contract for the Rangers was pretty clear to uh, cause the upset and inflict Gordon's first defeat of the T20 season. They needed 101 runs off their 20 overs at a tick over five runs per over. Wicket was starting to play a little bit lower and slower, though. A lot was going to be uh, relied upon Lauren Smith, Sam Bates and Tilly Lake at the top of the order to uh, score the bulk of the runs, given uh, that it looked to be on paper a reasonably long tail and that, uh, Gordon, we're going to come out as we know they can, with a lot of uh, enthusiasm as well as a lot of talk and chatter and chirp in the field. Keith caught up with uh, Sam Bates, the uh, Northern District skipper, backing up after playing her part in that uh, heartbreaking loss for the Sydney Thunder in the WBBL semi final 24 hours previously and asked her what uh, she was looking forward to heading into this final.
0: Any benefit, do you think, to having played your semi final on this pitch while Gordon's had to travel?
5: Yeah, I think so. So the pitch is actually a, a tricky pitch, so um, we kind of had to adapt pretty quickly to it in our batting inning, so I, I think it will give us a little bit of an advantage, yeah.
0: What do you think competitive total's going to be?
5: Um, we were talking about that earlier. I think um, probably 120 is a competitive t- total. Like This pitch is a tricky pitch, like I said, and um, the is quite big and slow, so um, there'll be lots of twos, lots of threes run on this field, so um, yeah.
0: Any extra spring in the set, knowing that you're going to be playing in a derby in the final?
5: Ah! Um, yeah, I think so. I think um, uh, coming back into the side since um, yeah, since not playing for a while, um, yeah, has definitely put a spring in a few of our steps and the girls in here quite young and, um,
1: like, yeah, just enjoying the moment. Sam Bates, the Northern District captain, and I'm sure that she would have been hoping to reverse the heartbreak of 24 hours uh, previously when uh, she was a part of that Sydney Thunder near miss in their WBBL semi-final. And on paper it looked as though that the Rangers were in with a real chance, only needing 101 runs off their 20 overs to win. Unfortunately, uh, however, the Rangers got off to almost the worst possible start. Comes in now, passes up by Kumar and bowls to Kirsten Smith. Is bowled! bowled her straight through the gate! That was a superb delivery that just ducked away off the seam and kept a little bit low. And the fending batter Kirsten Smith all over the place. She's lost her middle and leg stubs. Holy weight, no. Time passes umpire miles and bowls to Lug, who drives in the air and is out caught. Caught at mid off, straight down mid off's throat. Tilly Lug thought, felt the need to force the pace. Second wicket goes down, and Tilly Lug holds out to mid off off the bowling of Saskia Hawley for four. And now the Rangers are in early trouble in this run, chasing the grand final. And it is near bowls to Lauren Smith, and this one turns off. The hip and again backwards squares the fielding back the fielder at the batter at the non-striker's end has backed up a heck of a long way. Gemma Ashley, she was thinking there was a single. She was being sent back by Lauren Smith, and Gemma Ashley's been run out at the non-striker's end for at least three meters. suicidal running at the non-striker's end by Gemma Ashley, who took off before acceptances. Bailey falls to Bates wrapped on the pad. Confident appeal will be given out LBW on the sweep and Jordan. Uh, Absolutely cock-a-hoop. One of the two big fish has to go back for a globe. Sam Bates got down on one knee. She did get the big stride out forward, wrapped on the pad, attempting the sweep, but umpire Miles had no doubt. Here's Mayor coming again, bowling to Michaela Tyrick now, Bowles. And Tirek is uh, driving on one knee, superbly, in the air. Two bounces over the rope to the long western side of the ground at Backwood Square for four. Is that the start of something? Well, after being four for 16, including losing... Uh, Sam Bates uh, for a duck, that first boundary from Michaela Turek uh, gave the Rangers perhaps a slight glimmer, especially with Lauren Smith still there with her at the other end. Unfortunately for the Rangers, uh, that hope didn't last too much longer after Turek's first boundary here's Saskia Hawley now bowling to Lauren Smith in the air, drives and is caught caught at backward point, as easy as you like and that's just the pressure of trying to force the run right along and Saskia Hawley gets a third wicket and that's the second big gun she's now got, Lauren Smith holes out at backward point, next delivery from Ross, straight up in the air, she's going to be out though, straight up in the air Emma Ross, caught at mid wicket as easy as you like and uh, Fitzgibbon joins the party Emma Ross tried to force the pace off Backfoot attempted a pull shot to a ball that stayed down. and popped straight up in the air and Emeros has to go. So it's going to be Turek to face the next delivery from uh, Shannon Heath. It's in the air, out towards deep backwood square. And that's found the boundary. That's the first boundary in a heck of a long time. So while Michaela Turek was uh, almost fighting a lone hand at one end, wickets continued to tumble at the other as the Rangers were sliding to defeat. Here's the next delivery uh, from Shannon Heath. She's actually feeling a pinch a little bit. She's feeling that right leg and the top of her mark, but she pushes on from the golf course end. Bowls to Molly oh. Mullins. Full toss, pulled away, straight towards deep mid-wicket, and is out caught. Everyone's looking for a no-ball call, but none's forthcoming, and Molly Mullen has to go. Umpires conferring, though, now. No. It was a full toss. that has been caught at deep mid-wicket. Umpires, Miles and Kumar confer. A quick discussion and is been given out. So nothing going right for the Rangers. The seventh wicket goes down, here's the run out of the non-striker end. taking Cavanaras sacrificed herself. Going for the non-striker's end, uh, she took off with the strike, looking for an impossible single, straight to uh, uh, Shannon Heath at mid-wicket, who loved it back to the non to the uh, the bowler Isabella Fitzgibbon, who easily whipped off the bars, and Kavanaugh has to go, run out for five. Now McMahon bowling to Sophie Shelley and Sophie Shelley drives in the air and is caught. So uh, McMahon gets the wicket with her second ball and uh, Sophie Shelley holds out into the covers. Uh, Again, another ball that has stopped on this wicket as it's got lower and slower this afternoon. And And after Sophie Shelley's dismissal uh, reduced Northern District to 9 for 57 it didn't take long for Turek to be the last batter dismissed. LBW to Hawley for 26. And Northern District were uh, dismissed for just 59 in the 19th over. Victory by 41 runs to Gordon. An unbeaten performance to win the Sydney Women's T20 Cup Nine starts for nine wins. You can't ask for much more than that. And you can't ask for much more than four for eight from Saskia Hawley off her 3.2 overs to go with her three wickets in the semi-final earlier in the day. She is a class act. She wouldn't look out of place in a WBBL franchise either. Keith, you caught up, though, with Michaela Turek uh, after the final was all done and dusted and asked her how she felt out there. Top scorer in the innings. Disappointing result, but it looked hard going out on that pitch.
5: Yeah, absolutely. The ball was staying quite low out there and it was challenging to play your shots straight. It was definitely square of the wicket today. Um, anything that you played straight was a bit of a risk and a gamble and not paying off your shots your, for your money.
0: When you are in the field, obviously, they struggled to 100, Gordon, but when you got out there, did you think that 100 might actually be pretty impressive total given the pitch
5: I don't think so I think we just needed to have a probably have one partnership out there that would really kick on there um, I think that's the biggest thing they had they had a partnership in the middle innings that really kind of settled the innings for them and settled the nerves for the lower order batters
0: got to be happy with the performance of Annabelle
1: heart three for 13
5: yeah it's amazing I mean she's only played two games for us this season so um, a little brewers girl coming up through the ranks so it's just definitely someone to watch
1: Makata Turek trying to put on as brave a braver face in that interview as she did out in the middle playing the lone hand as Northern District went down in that final by 41 runs. On the other hand, as I mentioned, Saskia Hawley. She had a day out with the ball, seven wickets for the day, three in the semi final, four in the final. And Keith, she caught up with you amongst that jubilant Gordon Big Reds contingent shortly after the conclusion of the final.
0: Well, Annabelle Hunt was impressive. Three for 13, four for eight. That's got to be all right.
4: Yeah, uh, she's from. From near my area so towards Manly so it was really exciting to see obviously got me out which wasn't great but um, but yeah great to see the young guns coming through and getting a go at at a good competition
0: did you think that the total was defendable given what you went through in the first innings?
4: I mean, we were aiming for a little bit higher, but, um, I mean, they talk about runs in a final, and yeah, I think anything's defendable in a final because things happen, and I guess you never know, and yeah, it was really good, I guess, to be able to defend that, and yeah, I think everyone was really up for the game.
0: You have to be happy with your own performance.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to the team in the end, to be honest. Um, the only the only way I get those wickets is by my team teammates supporting me, so whether it's Heidi Cheadle behind the stumps taking some stumpings for me or all the rest of the team in the field but yeah I thought our energy was really good and that won us the game There's
0: going to be a few cars parading around northern districts bra- with bragging rights from now on
4: Oh, I don't know. It might start a rivalry maybe, but yeah, I mean, it's really good to, I guess, be able to play cricket on a really good oval out here at David Phillips. Um, Yeah, but I'm really happy with the performance and getting the wins always good, isn't it?
0: Congratulations on the victory. Thank you very much.
1: Well done to Saskia Hawley and yes, well done uh, to Gordon in uh, wrapping up an emphatic win at the end of the day in T20 cricket. A 41 run win is nothing short of close to a hiding. Northern District all out for 59 in reply Gordon's 6 for 100 it is and
0: 41 runs as you say in a final is massive in t20 it's even bigger but it was it was illuminating when you took took me out to the middle before play started to show me the wicket and <laughs> as you explain things the more I'm seeing the wicket and the more I can appreciate them just getting to 60 runs because I don't know
1: whether I'd been able, um, I would have been able to bat on that at all look it was uh, a low slow wicket but look it was the same for both sides and Full credit to the big Reds. Uh, they're still celebrating now, I understand uh, in the, 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 in the Chatswood vicinity. I think it's time we take a break. I think on, on Splinters and we come back to, do, to go through the presentation ceremony in some detail. We're also going to catch up with Sterling Hammond from Cricket New South Wales on the other side of this break.
0: Welcome back to splinters on triple H 100.1 FM streaming live on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au you can also download us at podcasts.com that's podcasts plural.com welcome back to the women's Premier cricket, T20 grand final wrap-up edition, Gordon defeating Northern Districts by 41 runs, and Tony, it was a game that promised much, but unfortunately didn't quite live up to the hype, probably because of the pitch they were playing on. Maybe
1: so, but look, it was hard for some of the players, a handful, uh, a small number backing up from exerting themselves in that semi-final the previous day, and look... Northern District did have uh, some issues leading into the final, uh, getting uh, not so much a team together, but certainly getting some continuity. Gordon had been well-established for a number of years as the benchmark in Sydney women's cricket, and they showed why in that final. On to the presentation ceremony then. Highlights of Same. First up, the uh, losing captain from uh, the Northern District Rangers, Sam Bates.
5: Yeah like uh, congratulations Gordon like it was, um, it was a great final um, like you guys, you guys outplayed us pretty much so like congratulations you guys always make it good. Uh, to my girls thank you I know most of us actually met each other today so <laughs> we did well to, to win the semi and then to come to the final and we just really had fun out there so it was really good to see. well, you bowled really well okay so it was really nice to see, uh, see you take a few wickets out there so well done to my girls and again congr- congratulations guys.
0: Yes, a very unfortunate weekend for Sam Bates, and it really does add to the drama when you get players backing up. But we're not trying to give Sam Bates a hard time, but you got to face facts, unfortunately. It was a very rough
1: weekend. Well, look, if she, we do apologise in advance if she's listening to this. Uh, all complaints can be marked attention to uh, myself as the sports director of Triple H, and I'll deal with them as kindly and as efficiently as I possibly can. Um, on the other hand, look... Hannah Trollope uh, has been a Gordon mainstay for the last couple of years. As you can imagine, she was absolutely delighted when it was her turn to accept the Sydney Women's T20 Cup.
2: Firstly, just um, congratulations to NDs. Uh, hard luck, obviously, didn't get the result you wanted today, but you've had a fantastic season. You're a extremely talented team, a young team, uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of you guys in the finals. So uh, good luck with us this season and well done on what you've done so far.
0: Anna Pollock, Gordon Women's Captain
2: Um, I'd like to say thanks to the uh, Sydney Cricket Association the Women's Committee for uh, running the competition and for uh, for coming out and supporting Um, and thanks to universities for uh, putting on uh, the event today and to our umpires um, for you guys contribute to the competition Um, Thank you (laughs) Uh, And I'd like to say a huge thank you to the legion of people that have come out to support us today. It's really helped us get over the line. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a testament to the club, um, the amount of support that we have. So uh, it certainly made us feel extra special today. Um, and just quickly want to thank uh, the fantastic administration that we have at the club, led by our president, Jess Henry um secretary claire jones treasurer um liz May, and everyone else that that works in the committee that works tirelessly to keep us um progressing as a club so thank you guys Um, and finally, a uh, huge thank you to Nathan and Helen Hawley, who are such a part of the heart and soul of our team. They come sometimes even when Saskia isn't playing, um, and they just uh, make our lives so much easier and a fantastic support. So we owe a lot to you. I'm not sure where you are, but oh, there you are. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and finally, just thank you to the team. Uh, I think today we absolutely had to fight. Tooth and nail in both of our games. Um, and it was, we got those results as uh, a consequence of everyone contributing. Um, and that's been what it's like for the whole season. So uh, we'll celebrate well tonight and look forward to the rest of the season. Thank you.
0: So Gordon claiming the cup. 41 runs at the end of the day and it was a game very much dominated by the ball not too many runs scored and as the umpires did mention they decided to go for player of the match or woman of the match and rather than focus on the ball as you said earlier Hutt with three and Hawley with four but instead focus on the bat and there was only one real candidate at the end of the day
1: it certainly was I mean I wouldn't have uh, argued with either Saskia Hawley or Annabelle Hutt probably Hawley as player of the match but Heidi Cheadle got the runs on the board. Um, She did do it under some difficulty. She did make 40 and therefore got the uh, player of the match award from uh, the match umpires. And, uh, well, she's been a a good friend of ours on the bench in recent weeks. Uh, Her appearance on the Friday night edition of The Bench rated its socks off on this podcast in the last fortnight, and uh, we caught up with her shortly after the presentation ceremony. Heidi Cheadle, you started the day... With some travel, you had to go from one part of Sydney to another, and eventually, as it turned out, you had to play three players backing up 24 hours after some gut-wrenching WBBL semi-finals that they played in yesterday, while you were somewhere else. Um, can you believe how it's all turned out?
6: Look, very happy with the result. I think we worked really hard, but, you know, anything can happen in a final. So it's 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 cool that we pulled it out, and, yeah, we did have some tough people to get out, um, but we just worked really well, and,
1: yeah, it was good. When you turned up at Kale Park at Arncliffe uh, this morning and you saw A. Healy warming up on the other side, what was going through your head? I need to change my pants. And that was thought number one. Thought yeah. number two? Um, You need to change your pants. Yes, I
6: need to change my
1: pants. All right, second pair of pants. All right. What about when uh, I understand there was a drop catch that A Healy was dropped before she was out? Um, What were the thought processes there? Um, Apparently, you were defending a a low total there as well on Kale Park earlier this morning in the ten o'clock match. Was something about a hundred and fifteen? Fifteen. Yeah. And a player like Alyssa Healy can mowed down a target like that in 10 overs when she gets going even on a low slow wicket so when she was dropped what was going through the mind then
6: uh honestly anything can happen in a final so i think the best thing is just to move on to the next ball so it was more a feeling of hope we'll get her again if she's spooned them in the air it'll come it'll happen again and sure
1: enough she did that that was the key wicket in that uh in that uh, defense earlier today you then have to come here. What was your first thought on this wicket? Because we thought it was going to play lower and slower, and that's how it turned out.
6: Yeah, I, I think the pitch actually looked a little better than the the first game. Uh, but I did speak to a good mate of mine, Tilly from Northern Districts, and she said that it kept low, so it was nice to have
1: a few gentle words before. Fair before enough. We start. And then uh, uh, you had one strike you on the shin at one point there. And how's it bearing up now? Is it still sore? Or is it still uh, feeling stiff you'll probably feel it when you wake up in the morning
6: I think my legs might give out tonight um, but yeah I got hit in the shin the first game and then I just chopped on to the, a very similar area but uh all good what
1: about um, your teammates and the defense in the field a hundred runs is a moderate total it's got to be said and uh, uh, it can go away very quickly
6: oh yeah and the northern districts I mean it's a tough it's, they've got classy players they're really really strong with bats. so we just had to bring it out and defend it we defended really well uh, in the field in the first game so we just needed to carry that momentum through and work together as a team
1: and Saskia Hawley um, champion missed out with the bat but didn't miss out with the ball and must have run the man of the, the player of the match vote very very close haha ha um. Yeah,
6: she's three C's, man. Cool, calm and collected. Trust the ability, trust the process.
1: Fair enough. All right, I'll let you go because everyone's waiting for you to join the party, which I'm sure is going to go on for some point tonight. Oh, yes. Going into the, into the night, but then you've got some more cricket to play as you go back into the, the main competition in coming weeks.
6: That's it. 50 overs, bring it on. All right. Well done, player of the match. Cheers, thank you. We'll see you maybe back in
0: the studio sometime. You're lucky. I know she's in high spirits after a win, but (laughs) saying that we're going to be lucky to get her back on, now now, now
1: that is someone with a lot of confidence. You know what? She's probably right. She'll probably avoid us like the plague for the next six months or so. She'll get bids from all the commercials. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? If she does, and you can see her following in the footsteps of Elisa Stalaca or someone else down the track, we can always say that she got her start here at Triple H. Look, on to more uh, pertinent matters. Uh, Sterling Hammond, the chairman of the Women's Subcommittee of Cricket New South Wales, the competition director for all of Sydney women's cricket, was one of the... Uh, happiest officials I've seen at a at a final at any final for that matter, and it was intriguing and enlightening to catch up with him after the presentation. Sterling Hammond, you would have been pleased with the the way that final went. Perhaps not quite the way the the re, the, the results panned out. It turned out to be fairly one-sided towards the end there, and Gordon won a handsome victory defending a a low total. But some of the skills on display and the fact that you had three Big Bash star players prepared to back up 24 hours after some gut-wrenching cricket at Dremoyne yesterday speaks volumes
3: for their belief in this competition. Uh, Yes, thanks, Tony. Um, And first of all, I want to compliment you and your uh, station on a wonderful coverage of a really uh, wonderful spectacle. And um, and and just to take your last point, I might mention that Alyssa Healy played in this morning's yep. semi-final for Sydney, and that was a big thing to come and uh, come back and play with her great colleagues alongside Sam Bates and Lauren Smith exactly today. Exactly right. And Sam and,
1: Bates could have easily turned in and said, "You know what? After the heartbreak of their loss yesterday, you know what? I need a break." but she was here
3: front and centre and led the way for Northern District on a fairly harrowing weekend for her personally. Exactly. It speaks loads of their character and speaks loads of their respect for Sydney women's grade cricket. Today, you you were quite right, unfortunately, um, it turned out to be um, uh, the clear champions. But having said that, the skilled displays of these girls was on display, and uh, their their ground fielding, their catching, their bowling, running between the wickets, uh, was superb. And. Um um, if this is not a wonderful product in a sporting product, then then really you're hard to please. Now, uh, speaking of which, it was mentioned that you know in dispatches in the
1: presentation that uh, grounds were hard to find and um, uh, this venue was brought upon by uh, or brought or, or thrust upon universities at very short notice. Whereas by comparison, the men's T20 competition has a, gla- a gala day at the Sydney Cricket Ground and three matches on the one day. How far away are we from the women's competition, if not having the same treatment, at least getting onto a ground, um, perhaps not wanting to criticise this place, but a ground like a Hurstville Oval or a Dremoyne Oval. I mean, Dremoyne, according to records online, was available and free today, despite what some people may have said um
3: how far away from giving this finals day and this grand final the venue it deserves Yes it's a very good question um, not far away actually um, just on the point about Jermaine Aval's availability the most important consideration today was that we had the two semi-finals in close proximity, mm. and Drummond would have just been a bridge too far. It was a one-off. Um, your, your point is 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 justly made. Um, the women's game is getting more and more status as we go along, and uh, we all know that men and women in sport are in any walk of life are equal. Um, it's just a question of adjusting. And women's sport is on the march in this country. Women's sport's on march. the march and the TV ratings. Show you that, and uh, the quality um, of yesterday's semi-final shows us that. exactly right, uh, uh, Tony. So, look, it, it does take a little bit of adjustment for the old ways of thinking to be ushered out, and the new ways to come in. And um, with the um, with the rise of uh, the spectacle and the rise of interest uh, in women's cricket, we're not that far away. It's a dialogue that we've got to have. We are having it, and um, I would expect that in a short period of time um, there will be um, equality. Well, put it this way, um, we came in to the men's
1: T20 competition and called a grand final 10, 11 years ago at the Sydney Cricket Ground and we've been following that men's competition for the last five years. Um, We saw this today at Triple H as an opportunity to get in on the ground level. There's an old saying in life, to uh, accumulate you must speculate. And today we speculated... And I think in the future, this speculation will lead to accumulation of good capital for the women's game and for us. Uh, There's no doubt about that. And we look forward to the journey that this competition, as arguably one of the best, if not the best... T20 Club competition for women's cricket in the world, you've only got to look at the number of women's players from this competition that have to go to other big bash franchises around Australia and play elsewhere because they cannot get a go at the two
3: Sydney-based franchises for various reasons to see that. I could have put it better Tony, you're you're absolutely right um, um, and, and therefore in the future you'll be able to hold us to account, you'll be able to remind us that you were the one who, uh, who pioneered uh, the push uh, Absolutely. quality. Indeed. No doubt about that. Sterling, well done on a uh, on a good finals day. It was a nice,
1: tidy, grassroots atmosphere. This was grassroots sport at its uh, most uh, uh, finest today. It was a good, solid crowd of, oh, towards the end, maybe a uh, 100, couple of 150 people here, which for grassroots sport at this level is on a par with what we saw attend the Sydney Cricket Ground for the men's final five weeks ago. Hopefully we can get there at some point in the near future.
3: Sterling, congratulations on the final. Thank you, Charlie. look forward to supporting this competition in coming weeks, months. Yes, thank you, and I just urge all your listeners to go and see a game live and you'll be astounded at the level of skill. Even as a non-cricket fan, to listening to someone like Sterling We're Hammond, converting you, you.
0: Well, I'm, I'm not going to go so <laughs> far as to say you're converting me because hockey and rugby league will always forever oh, remain close go. to my heart as the, we as the real action-packed games. Oh, please. But it, it, there, I can, I'm starting you're to... You're learning, though. I, I am We're learning. you. I am learning, and listening to someone who has such a passion for the game that he would actually go and leave his career to go and build his own cricket ground, not not necessarily a stadium, but to actually lay a pitch from the word go is just intriguing and just to have someone with that passion and dedication to the game really does speak
1: volumes for where women's cricket can go in the future. Well, it will need a few people with the passion of Sterling Hammond to take it where it needs to go. The next step for this finals day, without... Any question, with all due respect to Peter Robinson and the good folk of University's Cricket Club and University of New South Wales, is that the finals day needs to be at a better venue, a great ground than David Phillips Field South uh, wicket that this final was played at. If it's good enough for the men to have the Sydney Cricket Ground for a full day and have three matches back-to-back-to-back to back to back going into a Sunday night... I'm certain that there is uh, no way on God's earth that somewhere like the Sydney Cricket Ground, even North Sydney Oval, which has developed a spirituality of its own for the women's game, the women's test match, a number of T20 women's internationals, WBBL doubleheaders at the start and back end of seasons, why that can't be used for the Sydney women's T20 finals day. And... To try and tick the box as far as an adjacent venue. There is a another ground next door to North Sydney Oval number one. You don't have to drive twenty minutes to go from North Sydney Oval number two to North Sydney Oval number one. You can walk a mere matter of a couple of hundred metres to make your way into North Sydney Oval number 1 after you win a semi-final and take your place in a grand final. That ticks that box. It comes back to scheduling. It comes back to ground availability on that scheduling. And that's where others are going to have to help Sterling Hammond push that barrow in future years to get this finals day the right scheduling or give this finals day the right scheduling to allow it to have the opportunity to play on a ground such as a North Sydney Oval or a Hurstville Oval or a Dremoyne Oval in the future.
0: You don't even need to worry about a venue that has a second ground because at the end of the day, if you do the scheduling right, as you say, okay, the men had the SCG and they played all three games there. If you're worried about scheduling for the women's game, why not play it on the 25th of January? Every year leading into Australia Day and you can have all three games on the one pitch just or the, as you sa- did
1: with or, the men. Or the, or the Saturday or Sunday that's true. leading to Australia Day because as we know if you have it on the 25th of January you could have it on a Wednesday or a that's Thursday true. Yeah. and that's going to be impossible to get A lot of the players who still work don't forget. (laughs) Those that aren't on WBBL contracts still have to do the hard yards and carry down full or part-time jobs or full or part-time study to go with their cricket. They just can't go to their boss and say, hey, can I have the day off to play cricket? Chances are that boss will turn around and say, you know what, you can go, but you won't come back and don't let the door hit you on the backside on the way out. We cannot afford to treat our up-and-coming women's players like that. So you have to look at a weekend, pick a weekend and say, right, this is when the finals day is going to be. Okay, if we can't have three games on the one ground on the one day because lights aren't available or the SCG is unavailable, well then, if you insist on having two grounds, well then, you've got to have that proximity and North Sydney Oval... Ticks all the boxes. The two grounds are literally right next to each other.
0: That's pretty much it for the wrap up of the Women's T20 Grand Final Day, but we have a lot of thank yous to go oh through. Oh, yeah, as well. absolutely.
1: We could be here for the next two hours for the thank yous, starting with Sterling Hammond and Cricket New South Wales and the uh, Sydney uh, Women's Cricket Subcommittee. They were stuck with a the ground. They uh, had to go to David Phillips Field on literally 72 hours notice so we thank them. Peter Robinson one of the nice guys, one of the genuine soul of the earth cricket people was there running the the venue for both games yesterday. It was hard not to hide uh, their disappointment at universities getting bundled out by Northern District. I got the feeling that they may have thought they would have put up a bit more of a, of a contest in the final than what Northern District threw up uh, to Gordon. But Peter Robinson looked after us and you know, been over backwards to give us as much help as he possibly can. We thank him, and we thank the clubs, and we thank the players uh, for their time. Look, we mentioned—I mentioned on air on Finals Day that some players would uh, look with some uh, disdain, certainly some resentment, and maybe some uh, trepidation at the media because there are elements of the media that do look at trivialising the sensational and sensationalising the trivial. Um, We try not to do that here because we understand that grassroots sport is where it's really at. It fits our profile beautifully. But all the players and all the officials from both clubs, Northern District and Gordon, uh, we thank most, most appreciably for their support, not only yesterday, but in the lead up to this final and in their support of this podcast splinters here well and the podcast ratings
0: for splinters was really what inspired us to take this project on and just on a side thank you as well to sharon and davies of gordon we had some technical difficulties she was very gracious in helping us with during the day but yeah the podcast ratings for our gordon interview it has rated more than triple everything out anything else i should say not everything else but anything else much higher than the men's T20 final day, and that was just for an interview. So I'm really thankful that we got the opportunity to get this... Uh, T20 Grand Final broadcast and bring you the highlights package and really make sure that we have an opportunity to delve into women's sport at a grassroots level because it's hard enough getting the coverage for women's sport at a professional level up to the standard of men's sport without having to go to the grassroots as well and we are so thankful for everybody who has helped facilitate this podcast today.
1: And if you're listening right now hey, tell your friends, spread the word hey listen, you want to hear uh, from someone that supports women's sport and doesn't just give it lip service spread the word around about this podcast and we will be looking at doing more for women's sport in future all right next week another episode of splinters keith and uh, you're going to be back here i won't be the wise man the seer matt mears who also did a very good job in commentary it must be said on finals day of both the men's and women's t20 cups he's going to come in and help you next week and you're going to be discussing something completely different from stuff that goes on on the pitch. Well, there's there's
0: always an appetite for people to go on holiday and make it a sporting holiday, and I've done that several times myself. In fact, the three times that I've been on holiday uh, overseas, I've looked to tie it up with sporting events, and that's what we're going to discuss next week, Mearsie and myself, although I must say that there were some... Question marks over whether I was going to allow easy back on after some of his behaviour, but we'll allow that. Look, you've allowed him back, and you've to allowed give him, him a go. back, and we'll give him a go. But we're going to be talking about places we've been on sporting holidays and things you can do in and around those areas. So some of the great sporting venues of the world, we haven't been to all of them, but as an ex- without giving anything away, a place that neither of us have been, for example, let's say Ellis Park in South Africa. What is available to do around Ellis Park? other than just go and see the rugby. So we'll be talking about that. If you want to go to the SCG, how do you make a holiday of it? How do you get in in and around the area and what is there to do in and around the area? And that's what we're going to be working on. We're going to the European continent. We're going to
1: North America. We're going to England. We're going all over the place. All right, well, that sounds intriguing. I can think of a number of things you could do around the Sydney cricket ground, but some of them may be illegal. All right, look, it's been great to work with you again. We'll leave you with the last wicket that fell in this Sydney Women's T-20 Cup grand final from David Phillips Field South at Daisyville. It was Michaela Tyrick facing Saskia Hawley. We'll catch you next time on Splinters. Hawley operating from the Lakes Golf Course end of this ground. Dacey, uh, David Phillips Field South in Daisyville. She bowls now to Tirek. Wrapped on the Big plate. Appeal, on on. The peel and that is it. Saskia Hawley fittingly administers the last nail on the coffin for the Rangers. And the Gordon Big Reds have won another Sydney Women's Cricket Trophy. They are the Sydney Women's T20 Cup champions for 2018-19.